Hi everybody, we're up to the final part, part 30 in the Marriage Covenant resource and I really do hope that you have been receiving a lot from this, whether it has been from your covenant relationship with the Lord and that you're being prepared and being made ready unto Him, or whether it is something about your earthly covenant with your spouse that has really encouraged you and you've learned some new things there and how then to apply the practical reality of being in this marriage covenant. So the three in one and the final part is looking at operating within your strengths or your natural abilities to accomplish certain tasks. So this is going to be the final part that we wrap the entire thing up with. And once again, depending on how you've been brought up, will determine so much about the way you see individual parts or roles being outplayed. If you've been brought up in more of a traditional environment where the husband does these tasks and the wife does these tasks, then that can be the model in which you think is the best model in moving forward. But I want to encourage you, although there's nothing necessarily wrong with that model, I do believe a better model and maybe a more biblical model is to see people operating in their gifts, in their talents, in their strengths. So two people bring their strengths to the equation and then their dialogue about the areas that they might be weak in and learn how to manage that and make sure those functional tasks get accomplished. So I want to encourage us to maybe think differently to the way we may or may not have been brought up and to see each person, the husband and the wife, operating from their strengths, from what they find easy to do, which is part of who they are. And then those things become enjoyable, not just something that we ought to do or should do, but something we enjoy because we get to bring who we are and those strengths uh, to the equation. And so it's a slightly different approach to maybe what you're used to or have been uh, uh, grown up with, but I do believe it is more of a kingdom pattern. And so uh, this reinforces the couple being one person as opposed to two people because we've looked at the two becoming one. So you bring both people together and they merge into one person. And we see this in the area of spiritual gifts as to how the kingdom of God operates and flows. And we see this incredible design. So I think we can learn a lot from the spiritual aspect of how gifts flow as one together in the strength to form this one reality. You know, if you have a gift of an apostle, you're not to try to be an evangelist. And if you have a gift of an evangelist, you're not to be an apostle. If you have a gift of hospitality, you're not to go after the gift of the prophet. You are to operate in the gift and the gracing of your own uh, ability and God-given strength that he puts within you. And this is what Romans 12, 6 to 8 says, since, since we have gifts that differ, According to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly in, in prophecy, according to the proportion of his faith, of its service in his serving, and he who teaches in his teaching, or he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy 
with cheerfulness so we can see in accordance to what we've been given, we are to live. Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up into all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, which causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. And so in these last two parts, you know, we've looked at finance and the need uh, to steward finance well and not to have finance control or be in bondage to finance. And so if the wife is great in the area of organizing finances and the control of finances to see the home flourish and to see the home blessed, then the wife is to take on that role because that's her area of gifting, her natural ability. She knows how to organize things in this particular area and knows how to, if need be, operate and work from a budget, keeping everybody uh, in an alignment to the budget, but by faith, not by flesh, but by faith. And so as we've talked about, there's this license and this generosity not to insulate ourselves, but to influence but if that is a specific area which is a gifting for one person, whether male or female, then let that person lead in that area. Just like if the husband has certain skills around organization and making things happen around the home or you know, planning the week out for the family, what the activities are on for the kids, what activities they have individually, what activities they have on as a family, then the husband can take these skill sets and, and manage this area for the benefit of the whole family. The organization and planning and the forward thinking relation to all these things will then benefit the whole. And you're using your natural skills in these areas, just like you would do at a work situation. I would encourage us to break away from the traditional uh, earthly male and female organized roles as I've said where you know the man takes out the rubbish and the wife does the washing and the man does the finances and the wife looks after the kids those sorts of things which are not wrong but I just think they are limited especially if the male or female are trying to do something that they're not that strong in and they keep maybe making mistakes and or things aren't flourishing as a whole because you have to remember it's not just about you as an individual it's about the significance of the marriage itself and then if it's about a family it's about the significance of a whole as a family doing well and being blessed and so i would encourage you to operate in the areas that you're strong in which means maybe you've got to leave your ego at the door and if there's any pride there that needs to be dealt with because you may as a male think you're supposed to be doing this role and my dad did it so I'm going to do it but you suck at whatever it is you're trying to do and vice versa for the female you're no good at what you think you're trying to do and be good at so move out the way and maybe let the husband step in and vice versa so the whole benefits your marriage benefits, your family benefits, and as a whole, you're having a successful way of living. And so it's important for this to note that I'm not talking, or I am just talking about the natural earthly tasks and not the spiritual roles which God would have us lay hold of as a husband, as a wife, as a male, as a female. So I'm purely talking about the practical aspects 
of getting things done and accomplished using the strengths and the natural abilities that God has given you as individuals for the benefit of the whole. So I really hope this helps you in this area get free from maybe traditional models or traditional mindsets where you have to soldier on and you know you're not very good at it, you don't enjoy it, and you keep making mistakes at certain areas, and you're able to let someone else, your spouse, someone else take over and see everything flourish. So some questions for us. What benefits are there to the marriage if each person gets to operate in the area of strengths when accomplishing certain tasks? Why can a more traditional model of who does what become quite limiting and not produce greater results? Why is it so important not to get the spiritual roles and the practical roles in a marriage confused? And here's my last thought, and this is my prayer to us all, is that what you've received over these last 30 parts is really starting to have a significant impact in the way you're living. What we've looked at is the primary purpose of God for the church. As we have already said, the scriptures are written in the context of the marriage covenant, a relational covenant first. Not a missional one, not a workspace one, but a love one. God is asking his people, do you love me the way I love you? And does your life, not your words, indicate this? We know God loves us. That's not in question. It never is. It never will be. God has clearly demonstrated that he loves us through the covenant he has established with us. The question of this entire thing is, do I love him the way he loves me? Do I love my wife the way I'm commanded to love her the way he loves her? Am I living a kind of wisdom in demonstration through revelation because I am in Christ, abiding in Christ, and able to demonstrate a Christ-like life on earth? Spiritual people are to literally materialize a tangible life on earth that is heavenly. Spiritual people, Christians, Christ-centered people, are literally to live a kind of life that materializes on earth <clears throat> that other people can touch, see, and experience, just like Christ himself. So if you have any questions, any thoughts, I would love to hear from you. This will be the closing of this resource, knowing that it really does continue. We'll see you soon for the narrow way.